last week on Glee Boot, uh, it was the previously unaired Christmas special, which makes no sense whether it was canonical or non-canonical. It featured weird, creepy, robber Santa, um, Becky being very sexually aggressive, and prove that the Glee writers have heard of Christians, but like most groups that exist in society outside of white straight men and white gay men, they don't know what they're like. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Glee Boot. Yeah. That episode, I have nothing to say. I think Bottom I said it all last week. the barrel. Yeah, we spent three yeah. hours. Yeah, we said yeah, it all. Yeah, that's a long one. Um, but... So it's just us hosts today. So before we get totally lost, welcome to Glee Boot, the show where we get, we get drunk, talk about Reboot and Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. I'm Hannah. I had a random thought today and I just Googled Glee podcast. We're in the top 10 Glee podcasts. What? What? We're in the top 10 like results. Like on the top on the list results, two of them are Kevin and Jenna's podcast, which like they're like <laughs> they don't count. Yeah, <laughs> makes so sense. Like, they were on the show. <laughs> um, so it's like us, uh, Glee on the Rocks, which we're hopefully doing a crossover with soon. Gleek of the Week, which we have crossed over with. Yes. Um, there's a couple others, including uh, you know, I'm not gonna call them out, but they did not reply to my Instagram DM. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's already kind of calling out. But anyway, that's crazy. Are we doing good at SEO on accident? <laughs> Or is it just, there's just so few Glee podcasts. At the same time, like there's more than 10. It's not like we're in the top 10 because there's only 10. We know at least there's 11. (laughs) There's at least 11. (laughs) There's like actually a lot. Um, Some have, there are a few that have like stopped because like, oh, the show gets bad or like. um, Yeah. Or like they do a lot of different episodes. So I think we're actually the farthest along in the show of all the Glee podcasts. Oh, I mean, you know what? We deserve a fucking award after we <laughs> yeah. do. We, we get a gleeky. <laughs> oh boy. Oh no. Um also a quick side note. This I don't know why YouTube's algorithm is the way it is, except it listens to ev- the Google listens to everything you do. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Uh I did Menzel's career breakdown little video came out. It was very good. Uh, it was by a content creator called Staged Right. It was very good. It was short, sweet. Well, not really short. It was like 30 minutes, but it wasn't super, super comprehensive. Very interesting. But then like- It wasn't as as, like five hour video, The Failure of Victorious. No, 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 no. Um, but like as soon as like he, he mentioned uh, her being on Glee, like Adina Menzel, I was like, it kind of like put in perspective like, oh, actually this was kind of her, one of her forays into- non-stage like non-live performance like aside from the rent movie movie adaptation glee was and i was like fascinating so uh a little fun fact about our friend adele dazim so like you know the tiktok trend where they're like they call me stacy and they show like clips actors will like show clips of their different roles um when adina menzel (laughs) (laughs) i were both like I know the song. That's not my name. Oh yeah, I know the yeah. name, but I don't know the TikTok trend. <laughs> it's a TikTok trend. What and is so, a TikTok? <laughs> and so, uh, Adina Menzel did one, and she had her Glee character, but it just said Rachel's mom. Does not remember the name Shelby. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, let's be honest, Shelby Corcoran, not a great name. Mm-mm. Like it doesn't. 
I'm sorry if your name Shelby Corcoran out there, <laughs> but like I'm saying, like for a character, it doesn't like pop. It sounds like, like, like uh, Rachel Berry, Quinn Fabre. Like there's something. It's like a. It sounds like the name of a sea snail that's in Rainbow Fish's third grade class. Okay, that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's what it sounds like. I'm. It's she's in my Rainbow Fish fan fiction. Um, <laughs> But also, uh, I then I googled Gleeboo to see, what, and it was mostly just like links to other podcasts we've crossed over with, or like links to our various episodes. But I found a Reddit post Uh-oh. from around when we began. We have a Reddit. Well, I'm sorry. What are we? R slash Gleeboot? I think so. Uh, something. No. Um, <laughs> if it hope- is, we are going on there. I'm gonna have my boyfriend <laughs> run it because he's on Reddit all the time. He is going to mod for it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Um, lit as the kids say lit as the kids okay i need i Um, need this okay i need okay so it's it's from true south is true two years ago so sorry for the late shout out but hopefully you're still listening uh hello this is my first post here so i just wanted to share with all the hardcore gleeks who have watched the full show and are now looking for more glee related stuff found a podcast called glee boot they aren't too far into the show, into the discussion yet, so you can still catch up and be up to date pretty quick. I'll put Google Podcast link here. Have a good day. I could literally wow. cry. So wait, is it literally reddit.com slash r slash like Gleeboot? Um, Did they create the thread? It's a thread called Gleeboot. I don't really understand Reddit. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I'm a Democrat, I'll... but like... Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I, no, I, I want to just make an amendment to say that my boyfriend is not a crazy person who just <laughs> posting like alt-right memes, okay? And not he... everyone on Reddit is like that. You know, <laughs> we're, we're full of the jokes here on Glee Boot. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to look at this. I'm going to have to have Lyle explain it to us. I'd be like, okay, is this someone created a thread of us who creates threads? How did it come to be? He'll be able to answer those questions. More okay. updates on that later. I um, now do we at the end of the podcast? I'm gonna plug the Reddit thread. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up. Um, and also, uh, poll votes are in. Our listeners like puppets. What? Use seventy to thirty percent. But wait, what was the poll? I did an Instagram poll. I said, "Do you like puppets?" And the options were yes, I'm cultured. No, I'm a Visigoth. I see. And people are not Visigoths. They did not sack Rome. So they're like puppets. Hmm. Okay, so no, we're in the Glee Reddit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, whoa. Um, yeah, but they put the Google podcast link here. And then also just like I Googled Glee Boot Reddit. And there's the second thing is there is no Glee boot. There was never going to be a Glee boot. And I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Ryan Murphy did have that tweet. We discussed it where he was basically came with the worst idea possible for a Glee boot. What if we used the same actors and had basically a slightly different plot? Yeah. <laughs> it, no, he wanted Leah Michelle, Ben Platt, and me, Fine Feldstein, all not teenagers all like in their 30s i'm pretty sure uh, so 
I think he deleted the tweet. Um, yeah, because that 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 post was literally from two years ago. But it was just funny because like it's using our title, and then I was like, well, we should make a reply. But like, but there is, and you can find it here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Now we have to. We should dedicate a mini so to going through the like the Glee Reddit or like Glee memes. <laughs> There are some good ones. They get a lot of content. I mean, my favorite, I actually rewatched it, was the interview with Jenna and Kevin and Tyler Oakley, where he like quizzes them on blue plot lines. And oh, yeah. Like, don't know what's going on. <laughs> and Jenna's like, Yeah, I stopped watching. Um, and she, they're like, Yeah, your character went through a lot. And she's like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember most of it. I had a lot of therapy to help cure me of that. And they're like, You know, we didn't get to keep the puppets. And they're Why like, was Someone that has those puppets. Well, if someone made a puppet of me, I guess I'd want it. No. <laughs> what? Well, Do you need just to make sure that nobody else has it? Yeah. Ooh. Because no yeah, one can okay, do magic can on that. it if I have it. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, like a voodoo doll. Yeah. I, uh, Artie, I feel like or- those puppets are decommissioned and like their their parts have been used for other puppets. <laughs> That's what I think. I wonder if like, you know, like there's going to be an LA pop-up with like random props. And it's going to uh-huh. be the full set of Glee puppets. Gluppets, <laughs> if you will. Um, as the French would say. Um, yeah. Uh, Artie, or Kevin said he also took Artie's wheelchair home with him. They weren't going to let him take it, but he he took it. I'm just okay. picturing Kevin McHale, like, <laughs> zooming down the... And then running after him, like, no, Kevin! <laughs> He's like, and Tyler was like, oh, you took someone's wheelchair? He's like, I took my wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that no one was using that. They bought that probably specifically for the show. I probably yeah. bought, they probably bought like two or three just in case. In case, yeah. you know, his car- gets, character gets tipped over and they have to, you know, do damage to it. Hmm. hmm. Okay, hmm. so let's... It's a good segue. Did I do podcast with? <laughs> Did you podcast? Oh, what are we drinking? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I've got Angry Orchard because I could not be bothered to get a wine glass from the cupboard and pour the wine. That's also a Tuesday, as opposed to our usual yes. Sunday. Yeah, it is a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm Kua Bay India Pale Ale, which I think Willis was drinking last week or yes, three days ago. yeah, two days ago. Um, I made myself <laughs> some sort of yummy grape shake with frozen grapes and Bailey's and vodka and um um the sugar liquid sugar that you Corn put syrup? in drinks syrup. no simple syrup simple syrup yes <laughs> interesting it's delicious now, is this a concoction you just decided to put together or yeah. did you see it somewhere? Nope. Bold. <laughs> Yet again, you are very bold with being like, I think these things will go together. <laughs> this is why Alyssa has protagonist energy. Yeah. Well, also, I think you just have, maybe you have like a secret, like innate palette for like mixing drinks. Like, because I mean, if it turns out to be really good. Double. I mean, like it's good, but it's, it's definitely, I was going to put some lime juice in it too, which I think would have, kicked it up a notch mm. uh but unfortunately both the lime and the lemon juice were out of date so mm. <laughs> like that margarita yeah. mix we've had in there for a few years 
I think. Or no, that was from my party in June. Is that yeah. still in the fridge? It's from June, but it's in the fridge, yes. We should get rid of that. <laughs> I don't know if it goes bad. Everything goes bad. <laughs> Just likely. Um, Mary oh, yeah, Smash Kill. a long time ago. Mary Smash Kill, who are we doing? We're doing Queen Bees. We are doing Quinn Fabray of Glee. Uh-huh. We're doing Lydia, I forgot to look up her last name, of Teen Wolf. Okay. Um, and we're doing Mary Stewart, Queen of Scotland and France, and rightfully England, from Rain. I was going to say, wait, like literally the historical <laughs> figure? <laughs> yep, the historical figure. Rain is Rain not known for its historical accuracy. Um, right. But... She you gives know, off queen bee energy. In she's the show. a literal queen. She's she's a queen. And then when Lola, who shitty character played by Anna Popwell from Narnia, is like, my boyfriend tried to rape you, and you're like punishing him. And she's like, yeah, but like I thought we were friends. And she's like, no, you're a queen. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pilot. So, uh, okay, so. She's an actual queen, right? Like in the show, yeah. she's a queen. She's the I queen guess... of Scotland from her birth. And then she's engaged and later married to the king of France. I guess. Who's her age? I'm going to just, I'm going to have to, I guess, attempt to assassinate the queen. Uh, because I, I, have, I have no want to be part of that. Now, here's the tricky thing. Do I want to marry Quinn or do I want to marry Lydia? I don't know who I'd rather spend the longest amount of time with. <laughs> I think, I think I would smash Quinn, marry Lydia because Lydia has a really fantastic arc throughout the show. Um, love she her. does. She's also very smart. She's she's super smart. smart. <laughs> yeah, and like yeah. I don't know, like Quinn never struck me as dumb. I mean, she's in Yale. Yeah, but uh, life choice wise. Hmm. Uh, I yeah, would Lydia's a banshee too, which yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. That could come in handy, I guess, when we're married. I don't know how. Uh, she could scream at you right before you die. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Quick Jana in the hospital. <laughs> uh, um, I would murder Gwen because you know, stealing the baby thing. That's too much. I can't deal with that. I don't need that energy yeah. in my life. I wonder um, if Adele Dazeem remembers filming all of that. No, she doesn't. I should call her Adina Menzel like she was born. I would bet $100 that she just blocked all that out. She's like, what? It'll be like the, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I totally forgot that I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would sleep with Lydia and I would marry Mary because she's a great character, very smart, very competent. Um, and her downfall was some, were some of her shitty husbands. So hopefully together we could rule Scotland and England. That makes sense. I have a very important question. Yeah. If I marry the queen, mm-hmm. Queen Mary, yeah. does that automatically make me a ruler? You'd be a consort. Because she is queen in her own right. Okay. So you don't make the laws. She makes the laws. She signs the checks. You help plan feasts. Okay, we're gonna do this party planner. Game That's pretty fun. Long game. I'm gonna marry her. 
and then assassinate her so I can be ruler. So like marry and kill. You know what? And she had to die in the point. show. You have to. <laughs> you have to make that marriage official. Yeah. But you wouldn't become ruler because you're a consort. Well, then I don't want to marry her. Yeah, it kill her. The reason I would marry her is if she would somehow make me ruler. Mm-hmm. You would maybe be a, you could be a dowager queen influencing your child. Like you could like there's a a big part of the show is what's it called? Um, what's the role? Uh, when a monarch is too young to rule, so they have a uh, someone who basically runs it while the monarch yeah. is growing up. You could do that with your children. Um, that seems like too much work. I've lost interest. <laughs> Killer. Um, so actually, I'm gonna kill Quinn, and I'm still oh. I'm gonna fuck Mary because it still seems like it'd be good to go on that list, you know? Like be a I fucked a queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna marry Lydia because she's just like the best out of the three of them. I could spend the most yeah. time with her. Uh, she can be a portent to my death. Like, it's great. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because uh, Mary had to die in the finale of her TV show and in her Saoirse Ronan movie and in real life. Wow. So. Well, I mean, everybody dies. <laughs> true. She was beheaded. Not ah. everybody gets beheaded. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, her son is the reason England and Scotland are one country. Yeah. Fun fact. He's also the King James from King James Bible. I guess a fun fact. Uh, <laughs> he also, made everything harder to understand. Um, and John Knox, who was Mary Queen of Scots' top enemy, wrote this episode of Glee. Um, he was famous for his diatribes against women, especially women rulers, women having any authority, uh-huh. women doing anything. He was not a fan. And he rose from the dead to make sure everyone knew that women should not be given even as much authority as being a Broadway actress because they was... would wreak havoc. Like they should not be valedictorians. They would wreak havoc. They should not be principals. They would wreak havoc. Is that, who was that guy played by in the Shorsha Ronan movie? I don't was remember. that uh, uh, David was, Tennant? He was character? the guy on the pulpit with crosses going like, lock her up or whatever. I think that was David Tennant, if I remember correctly. Taylor that was a good Swiss, movie, though. Yeah, it's a good movie. Taylor Swift's boyfriend is in it. I don't know him. Joe Alwyn. I did not know he did anything other than be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> and write songs with her, but I was like, oh, I saw that movie. He was in it. Uh, yeah um so yeah we're talking about frenemies um which is the reason women are not paid equally because of this episode people see it and they're like i'm not paying women i think this is like (laughs) hilarious because hannah and i who are both women were like this is a good episode and colin who is a man i'm like this episode hates women also we should give some more context okay we on on international women's day Cullen demonstrated his allyship for women by texting Alyssa and I saying, uh, I should really just have the quote, but I'm pretty sure I can get it right. Uh, Happy International Women's Day to show my support. 
I'm going to double your pay from no money to double no money. And the best part about this is that if we had an HR, that text is assuming that he would be making the HR decisions because he's a man. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I like, I was typing it. I'm like, this implies I'm like different or like have some kind of authority, but they'd Over. be offended. And I'm like, but I feel like it adds to the humor. <laughs> yes, I got it. But it was just like multi-layered joke. It's just chef's kiss. That is, you know, that is Disney level allyship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like when you tell me on, you know, by visibility, you're like, I see you. <laughs> Actually, this year, I want you to just text me, I see you. So that I'm just like <laughs> looking around. I'm like, oh, right. So, you know, because Rafa is obsessed with Pretty Little Liars, like he just recites scenes while we're making out. Um, and he... Uh, <laughs> he found a way I mean he's probably just a google number to have a number to just like text me like a style like pretty liars texts like I'm watching you signed L because he has an alternate persona Lalo who wears a green wig um and uh so he'll just text me like I'm watching you or you should get your boyfriend he meant to say shovel but he typed shuffle um, and so at first I just saw this and I, this text, I was at work, like it was towards the end of the day, I was alone. I was like, who would send me this? <laughs> <laughs> and I like pieced it together. Because <laughs> I'm like, L, I'm like, oh. And he's, I was like, you sent me a text. Like, that wasn't me. I'm like, who else would do this? <laughs> do you, how, like, exactly. Like how many people do you know are fans of Pretty Little Liars? He apparently in school growing up was part of a Pretty Little Liars fan club that was like a multi-school fan club. Like people from different high schools were part of this fan club. Wow. Oh my gosh. I did not know that that existed. Yeah. I, I It's wonder. like an honor society. <laughs> I need to do more or the, research. Or the Masons. Because one of you is like, oh, like Pretty Little Liars is like a bigger show than Glee. And I was like, I, I can't speak to the writing. I haven't watched it. What I can say, though, is that in, that Glee is more culturally influential. But I'm wondering if maybe, because like Pretty Little Liars was an ABC family, which like right. Glee was on Fox, so more people had access to it. Yeah. Um, and ABC family, it's literally like got family in the words. People are like, oh, this is more family friendly. Yeah. Um, most of that shows underage girls dating adult men, so I don't know. Um, but <laughs> may, but maybe I don't know if like how shows are packaged internationally. Maybe it had a bigger presence. And yeah, I could yeah. probably see that. Yeah. So I mean, but I also... remember in college, my friends like liked it, and I tried to watch it with them once, and I was like, I can't tell these characters apart. But also, there's like mystery to Pretty Little Liars. And Glee just puts everything out there. Like, it's tits out, balls out, like. It might have a bigger cult following. Cult following, like, they tend to Yeah, be how many Pretty Little Liar TikToks are there? <laughs> how many Pretty Little Liar podcasts are there? Let's look. No, we have to talk about that. <laughs> we, yeah, we literally have to talk about this pretty okay episode. So bad! We have to go, we have to, it's been a half hour, you guys. <laughs> Let's go. Whoever edits this can honestly just chop up that first 30 minutes. Who fucking cares? <laughs> but that's so much work. Sometimes I just listen. I'm like, yep. Um, so 
uh, frenemies. We got three plots. We got Naya Rivera and Lee Michelle hating each other, so they just put it in the show. Um, <laughs> That's something I wanted to talk about because I'm like, wait, is this happening the same time when they're not liking each other, or does I this do know precede that- it? that they were friends or like friendly at a time yes because there was a so i saw on instagram a quote from naya's book about them lingerie shopping together um which is actually a very racial in santana like i could see those two characters doing that um so yeah so i know they were friends um but i do know they did not always get along maybe this is like the thing that's like Okay, now we have a reason not to put them in scenes as much or at all. Um, though it is, I think, the cur- the one episode Chris Colfer wrote, the one with Take Me Home Tonight that we talked about on Gleek of the Week, is apparently like the straw that broke the camel's back and like made them like not be able to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have Tina and Artie, or the storyline of Kevin McHale and Jen Ashwitz are friends, so we'll just pretend like these two characters are best friends. Right. Um, even though we'll make up that they hang out all the time, even though that has not been referenced ever before. Um, and then we have uh, Glee's gayest storyline yet, Kurt and Elliot. Um, Kellyot. Kellyot. Or Car like Child. Irish serial killer. I've decided to call it Car Child. <laughs> car Child. <laughs> <laughs> you name when you give birth to your kid on the way to the hospital car child <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> and then you make it with a k so it's like if i marry a kardashian they could easily become a kardashian and fit right in car child kardashian what yeah car child kardashian you can yeah it makes sense you know you just gotta get up off your ass and work okay <laughs> Okay. Um, should we start in McKinley? Because that I usually try and start with the shorter storyline first. Yeah, let's do Tardy. Yeah. I forgot that's what we called them. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to season one. Oh, um, that's so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't even like, I feel like half the songs in this episode made no impression on me. Like, I don't remember them. I don't either, actually. It's, <laughs> hard most of this episode is like typically i want to say glee is humorous this episode is not funny yeah no um i did choke laugh at one point and it was what sue says uh, but you know that's doesn't count <laughs> the rest of the episode not funny no there were like not next to no jokes not funny it's awkward it's an awkward episode See? but i was into it i was like you know what i think it was because there was something interesting to chew on with the rachel santana storyline i thought it was interesting even if i think rachel's being a brat i was like at least it's something to watch it also like it felt almost like someone who doesn't normally write comedy was like these are the storylines okay go <laughs> Yeah, there was some interesting drama that doesn't usually happen. It Yeah, it just felt like a sh- an episode that was like plucked from a drama and just 
stuck into Glee. Mm-hmm. Gave me like strong 2016 election vibes. Like terrible people, terrible people wreaking havoc. Who do you pick? End up in hell either way, you know. Uh, so yeah, the first line I have in my notes about the storyline is, so wait, Tina and Artie are friends, question mark? Yeah, because they say that every Tuesday they avoid Taco Tuesday uh, that has like beetle dung in the meat or something. And mm, it's like prison, it's the same like, prison meat, which is allowed to have like 6% insect larva. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so they apparently have lunch together every Tuesday. We are backtracking and creating a friendship for these characters. Yep. Um, I totally believe it. Not. Hannah's shaking her head. <laughs> no. Um, so she's nervous because she got accepted to what she's now calling the stupid vet school. I'm like, you were excited about this before. Yeah. Um, and she also, she's, I think she said she got into Ohio State. I'm like, that's also a good school. Like, and it's like two and a half hours away from you. So it's like somewhat farther away from Lima. But she got waitlisted wait at Brown, which is yeah. like, it yeah. sucks. That, that totally does suck. But again, Ohio State is not a bad school. And I am from Michigan. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's a really good school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so um, also out-of-state tuition. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pay that. So mm-hmm. she could pay in-state tuition at yeah. Ohio State, which is already kind of expensive. So then Artie's like, you're going to be able to go, like, even though you only have a 2% chance, it'll happen. And they sing, whenever I call you friend, um, me reading I skip the title right through it. I don't remember it. Um, I literally, I wrote, I literally cannot listen to Artie and Tina singing together. So there is like, there's all these shots of the rest of the Glee Club, like in the hallway and we get like side face shots and. I barely remember this scene, barely. Yeah. And I don't remember the song at all. Who sings it? it? Who's unbearable like the original? Um, the John Knox <sighs> Choir. No, uh, Kenny Loggins and Stevie Nicks. Two people that are talented, but. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say that Jenna Oshkowitz and uh, Kevin McHale aren't talented, but no. a definite like misuse of their talents for sure. Yeah, I feel like they could have sung. A better song like the full house theme music <laughs> <laughs> or literally nothing at all there really wasn't any reason to sing it was another shoehorned in number i was like i yep. get it your friends go right to the spot where you talk about with sue i don't think we need a number but i guess they need a number to express their feelings because then their feelings get crushed because they're pitted against each other yeah and i'm supposed um, to care Sue doesn't. Um, Sue is like, considering you're, uh, she calls Artie a nerd. And I would like to point out that the nerdiest thing about Artie is that he he has glasses and they reference the patriotic wedgie at one point, which, I mean, giving, hanging a kid in a wheelchair (laughs) off of a flagpole by his underwear is pretty dark. Um, But like, that's the only like nerd stuff. Like he never talks about like Finn was the one who liked Star Wars. Well, like, so did Artie because he forced upon us the Star Wars Christmas special esque Christmas special. Yeah, but like, okay, yes. So he did like Star Wars in the Christmas episode. That's where I'm getting it. Um, 
But other than that, like he mainly like dates cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah, and he's. I mean, I guess you could call misogyny part of nerd culture. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you got a point there. Uh, yeah, and then she. What does she call Tina? Um, she's like considering you're like a shrill whiny. I don't remember. How. She she says something about like that all you do is spend your time saying something insequential like oh my god kitty and like (laughs) you're so right blaine and stuff (laughs) like that yeah and i was like this is where this is where sue shines when she is the meta voice (laughs) yep (laughs) for critiques of the show because they uh because this she's like you're both uh you've both been in that choir room every week despite that all being you get to do Yep. Um, I would say Artie actually gets a lot more solos than Tina. Um, yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Um, so, but she's like, yeah, you're both, you have the exact same grade average, same the exact extra same extracurriculars. So I can't, so like, you'll have to do a speech off um, and we'll decide who gets to be valedictorian can't you do co-valedictorians isn't that yes you can well they do co-salutorians or whatever two seconds later Uh well i know that okay i think my school granted we were really small school i think we had like six valedictorians and then the other four of us didn't quite make it we were still in like the top 10 or whatever. So but you were anyway. In the top 10. Is that your sideways brag? <laughs> yeah, I was in the top 10 of my class. I just barely made it um, over someone else. And that person was really mad, which like I understand why, but also I made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we all like, have enemies from high school. I get it. <laughs> but like, oh, and then the other thing is like, I also got a scholarship over that same person too. Um, anyway. Sucks but yeah, suck, you know? so like you could either just be like, okay, you're going to be co-valedictorians because obviously it can happen. I had six in my high school or whatever and every one of them gave a fucking speech. Uh-huh. And then, but then I'm thinking, well, why the fuck did my school do that? Why didn't they just have a contest? So we only had one fucking speaker. We'd have to six, sit there for a whole hour. So I don't so know. I guess I see the point. Do, I mean, like they could do a contest no, speech. I wouldn't have been involved in the contest. Yeah, like you but could have not, two valedictorians. Like valedictorian is specifically based on grade point average. Yeah. So yeah. two valedictorians, one speaker. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, or Problem like you get, you get two minutes. You know, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's that simple. I remember the SNL skit about like graduation and I remember sending it to Hannah because we were graduating grad school. And there was like this A.D. Bryant was playing like someone making a confused political statement. Uh-huh. Like, hands off my uterus. Save the honeybees. And Hannah was like, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, okay. We're, okay. So they're competing and uh, teen, and she's like, and if one of you turns this as an opportunity to start singing a song. I will spend the rest of my life to make sure that every drink you drink has a little bit of my pee in it. (laughs) It was, this is such a dumb storyline, but Sue is fantastic in it. 
Um, so they are, she's like, Tina's like, you have to t- take the fall for me because I need this to get to Brown. Um, and I'm like, I'm getting major Rachel and Kurt season three vibes. Oh yeah. This yeah. is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, reason to an 80 why like most of these kids I would not want to have been friends with in high school. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, uh, he's like, she's like, he's like, you're prom queen. And she's like, that actually works against me because they consider prom queens vain and self-centered and attention seekers. Attention whores. Attention whores. And he's like, well, and I'm like, do, how would a college know you're a prom queen? I mean, you, you put it on your, in your application. Like, yeah. Like your extracurriculars or like yeah. leadership things. But like prom queen, like it takes no skills. It's exactly. not like, like class president. You're it's elected, a popularity you're contest. Things. It's it just is. a popularity contest. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm like, yeah, just don't put it on there and they'll never know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, she, and he's like, you're, you know, I'll say what everyone thinks, that some spirit possessed you or demon possessed you in between junior and senior year and you've become whiny and crazy and obnoxious and an attention seeker and self-centered. And she's like, you are dating a cheerleader who obviously doesn't love you. And he's like, Kitty loves me. And she's like, you're dating Kitty as a last ditch attempt, popu- uh, attempt at popularity. So you're dating McKinley High's biggest bitch. And then he's like, no, Tina, you're McKinley's biggest bitch. Like, I'll give him that. Something definitely went wrong with Tina between junior and senior year, but it's not Tina's fault. It's the writers of Glee's fault. They yeah. decided to turn her into this like, like punching bag she's and she continues to be a punching bag in this episode but like a punching bag is like oh yeah of course we want to punch her she's being mean was this one of those times where glee's like this is what all of the fans have been saying about tina i don't know because that's what it feels like to me like they're calling out their own mistake but they're making it part of the story so therefore it's not a mistake anymore yeah yeah yeah. they're Mm -hmm. like yeah how did tina get this way she's so awful let's punish her some more says the writers and i do know that jen oshkowitz spoke to the showrunners and asked like for more in between seasons after season three and this is what they gave her they gave her punishment wow how dare you speak up you're not leah michelle i mean that kind of is what it seems like has happened um also like Artie says something of like well it's not my fault that you only applied to like you didn't apply to more like backup schools Fair. and i'm like but also she spends all her time serving the glee club and i think she says that she's like yeah well i've been sewing costumes and, and building you know, sets and splitting sets and swaying in the background i was like yeah she has and it's mm-hmm. then she i think this is where she tells Artie that he gets everything he wants and I'm just like, I thought he was going to make a, like a, wow, way to be ableist type thing. Uh, that didn't happen. But like, it is true because she was put in charge of costumes by Mr. Shu. It's basically a fucking sweatshop. Yep. And like, she, like, it was supposed to be like, I'm doing this because Rachel's practicing her solos for nationals. And this is my place and I'll have my time to shine. But she's a senior and she's still making these costumes. Yeah, it should be like Kitty and Marley's job now. Yeah. Yeah. Based on that logic. Yeah, and then Kitty can shrink everyone's costumes and they'll pass out. Well, she has a line later that I think that she's trying to give someone else a, an eating disorder. 
I don't remember this, but okay. We'll get to it. Um, so there, the feud is on. And then in Glee Club, Will is like, nationals, we have four seniors and it's too much work of you to ask me to spotlight our less than five seniors. Um, so Blaine gets a solo because I guess white privilege and he's the new Rachel. Artie yeah, randomly like, decided were, he was the new Rachel. He's like, a yeah, season he was ago. voted the new Rachel. And then Blaine Zemeck goes, he like whispers, Oh yeah. Like you see him mouth it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, see, he didn't even remember. No, like, because we don't want another puppet thing. Um, so Blaine singing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, what it is. But they did actually vote for Blaine to have a solo, so really they could have just said that. Yep, yeah, that literally would have been easier and made more sense. Um, and so we have another solo spot. Not a duet. No, nope, no duet. Can't just be. a solo. Um, and as someone who I'm not super familiar with their national set list, but I know some of it. I know the structure that they're setting up in this episode is not what happens. Fun. Well, <laughs> duh. It never, never is happens. what happens. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, let's have a sing-off right now. But like Sam isn't like, hey, I'd like a solo, please, Mr. Shu. It's just it has to be Artie or Tina. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, they say never gonna get it. I think it's what the song is called. Yeah, never it's uh, in vogue. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get yeah, it. Um, it's a bop. It's a bop. The it's fine. It has TikTok energy in that like, oh, this song would be entertaining for 30 seconds. um it's also i hate the like i don't know i don't know what it's called but like where they're literally like like singing at the camera like they're singing directly to each other i hate that i think it was in um one of those uh wedding numbers with uh emma a while ago oh season one i could have danced all night yeah i hate that i hate that camera use of the camera and it happens multiple times in this episode in different like scenes it's horrible yeah so so i hated this number for that they're like singing aggressively at each other and will like breaks he looks like he's bringing them up but it's actually just part of the song that was so dumb i was (laughs) like and then so there she's like wheeling Artie, and there's like shots to imply that like you know, he feels uncomfortable or like this is going wrong. And like people do crazy shit with Artie in his all the time. He rolled into a pool in season three. Yeah. He swung on a vine in Katie or Gaga. Kitty don't know how that happened. Kitty leg spread <laughs> over him and signed still delivered. You're saying all these things that I am like, it's Sunnyland I'm getting flashes of, and it's like I'm dying. Um, you're dying. And what you're remembering is weird, hearty moments. And Lydia's screaming. I guess, like, so I totally missed like the already looking uncomfortable things. Um, I was really zoned out, but it, what exactly happens? Does she like push him really aggressively? Or is it like she pushes him into something and he tips over? There's a cord well, on the ground. Yeah, there's a cord. Um, okay. So, so legitimately was like an accident. Was it was it an like, accident. Okay, because I think I missed the the push. So he falls over. 
and everyone's like <gasps> the music like, stops and she's like oh my gosh Artie I'm so sorry and everyone's like you Bitch. did this Tina <laughs> um and then uh yeah so she's just left to wall in her guilt um yeah yeah it's not like there's like an adult there that could have like been in charge and like should make no there's no adults ah, no, no no um no I can't say I can't think of a single one yeah um hmm. it feels like they should have like a, like a teacher club leader or something to something like that to protect the children yeah um yeah hmm. that's right shoe fucking sucks yeah uh so then the, we get a scene we don't see this scene till later where they're leaving and tina is like Artie, I'm so sorry. Like, you're one of my best friends. And Artie's like, ditto. And I was like, wait, that's the resolution? <laughs> Not like, you embarrassed the shit out of me during that number. Yeah, like, there was no, like, actual conversation. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah, he was just like, basically like, let's not talk about it. But he didn't even say that. It was just kind of like, understood. Yeah. Um... And then, so they're up there. They're dressed in McKinley red. Um, <laughs> they're going to um, what are they doing? Um, the auditorium, the speech, the, the the speech, speech off. Auditorium, and uh, the judges are Beast, Will. Is it Figgins? Yes. Yeah, Emma could not be bothered. Janitor Figgins. <laughs> um, and Sue. And Sue. And Sue is like, first is absolutely no one's favorite new direction, Tina Cohen Chang. And I literally wrote, I'm like, excuse me. She has been there since day one. Yes, she's got an attitude these days, but you know what? She deserves some fucking credit. Yeah. And at first I was like, wait. And then I'm like, oh, she's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what sucks. Cause I couldn't like be like, she's my favorite. I don't have a favorite. I hate them all equally. <laughs> I, I have a she's my third favorite. I think I like Blame and Sam more. Blam. Blam, yeah. Um because again, all glee characters were criminals. Um, <laughs> but uh there are some that hold the racist stick less. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Kitty's usually sitting on it, but different characters. Wait, what did this episode come out? What year was this? 2013? Wait, what? I don't know. 1541. John Knox wrote it. Um, Glee, uh, uh, let me look. I'm on the Glee episode. February oh, 25th, 2014. Post version. Okay, so it wasn't... Because I'm trying to think like, if there was anything like politically like like the president had just been elected but no that was like literally in the middle of a term yeah i guess it would have been like midterms and stuff but yeah i don't know i thought like the the political um, pro-americanness that was happening i you should drink every time they say patriot because they're calling each other patriots and i'm like excuse me people did not die in wars for you to say that kind of shit absolutely no idea that this was like it took me a few rounds. They go back and forth. Um, 
which is really annoying. But yes. it took me like maybe two or three before I was like, oh, they're actually trying to get the other person to be valedictorian. How did, like, so how did you not pick that up right away? Because I was still stuck on the fact that their conversation previously <laughs> ended like, like terribly, like, like if that didn't... conversation happened in real life, you would know that your friend still hates your guts. Yeah. Cause he doesn't look like ditto, like, ditto. bring it in for a hug. He's just like, no, ditto. It, I was and I'm like, okay, he still hates some her. shenanigans to go on during the speech that would yeah. like exacerbate this way yeah but exactly (laughs) but it's an actual like they're trying to be nice to each other and I just it was yeah Tina's not great there's a person that changed my life and it was Artie Abrams and then it cuts like Figgins crying um and I'm like she calls Artie an American hero he calls her a patriot I literally wrote what the fuck remember when Artie told Tina to dress sexier she changed her life you know that helped (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly what it was oh yeah she starts her speech by talking about how she wasn't even good at stuttering <laughs> that was okay kind of and funny. i was like that was that was pretty good that was a good nod to the past um yeah and they yeah they just praise each other they're like gandhi mlk something you know rosa parks rosa parks Uh uh-huh and i was like these people are not the same (laughs) it's Artie abrams how (laughs) dare she compare them like i think that is kind of the joke though yeah but in the context of like this is supposed to be serious like tina is supposed to be making a good case for Artie. this is like the worst like high school speech like everything that's bad about like high school graduation speeches put into one and also they didn't even do the assignment they were supposed to give what their speech would be at graduation and this would never happen at graduation so they to didn't be fair, even do i don't think that they mentioned that the speech has to be anything about graduation whatsoever you can do whatever type of speech you want so no you it, was, it, it was it was demonstrate what speech you're going to give at graduation that's what the speech off was I don't recall that sentence because that's why Tina starts it fellow graduates and stuff like that yeah I know that's implied by the way she starts but I don't think they actually ever say say that Tina or uh, Uh, Sue does say it yeah yeah um, so I was like this whole thing it's so dumb like this is one of like the dumbest storylines it's not like offensive it's just dumb and it doesn't go anywhere because I'm assuming they're going to be best friends. Presumably what they consider to be best friends, having lunch and talking once a week. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of us. We talk <laughs> once a week. Well, no, we talk. For, honestly, though, like adult friends, talking once a week is a lot. That's super normal. <laughs> but like if you like are in the same clubs together, you go to school together, you probably have classes together. Talking once a week, that's, there's something well, wrong. They have all the same extracurriculars. So. <laughs> Ugly club. <laughs> yeah and that's yeah. your curriculars at McKinney, and going in and out of the cheerios like for <laughs> tina she was like in the cheerios for a little bit right yeah remember that um, is blaine still in the cheerios who knows i don't think so well now that coach Rose washington is 
head of the. But she was in charge of him because remember she called him Fruity Fonzie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, his fruity voodoo magic. Well, anyway, so this goes nowhere because then their plan is foiled and it gets given to Blaine. Yeah, so she's like, <laughs> that sucked. I hated that. That was treacly. She literally uh, says, I hate you both. And I <laughs> that choked was on my water. <laughs> I was like, that was really good. Best and she says it so calmly. She's like, I hate you both. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so then, then they get to Blaine. They're co-salutatorians, or however you say that. Salutatorians? Salutatorians. Is that accurate? I feel like that's it. Sure. Yeah, probably. Uh, and Blaine is like, you know, I just feel like everything gets handed to me. And they're just like, they're so mad. They're like, oh. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm really sorry, guys. And I'm just like, oh. And then he's like, I want... I want to like pick like a really great song to sing at graduation. They're like, I can't wait to watch Sue assassinate you. And I was like, yeah, because she said she would kill anybody who does that. No, she um, said that she would put her pee in their drinks. Not that she would kill Oh, them. yeah. So then why would, well, she would probably want to assassinate Blaine. Um, and so yeah, then Blaine's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he will never recover. <laughs> I forgot about that. But um, yeah, no, now Blaine is auditorian and he's like, I want all the seniors to help me pick a song and we're going to sing it together or whatever he says. And I'm like, this storyline was so boring. Um, and so they pick a song and we get, it's not their graduation, they're like practicing for it. Um, uh, they sing Kelly Brianne because Kelly Clarkson has changed her name. Um, did she what when what yeah why um i don't remember i read a reason well fun fact i guess yeah maybe to distance herself from the ugly dolls movie um okay (laughs) (laughs) so she uh so they sing breakaway um Here's okay. We've just I've alluded to Breakaway throughout the run of the show. Mm, uh-huh. So I had a musical theater radio show in college, and our last song that I pushed for over the Smashes Goodbye song, which you know what, if that was the other option, I don't regret my choice. Um, was the Glee cover of Breakaway because we were graduating. Um, oh, so that played on the radio and in the student center at like 8 30 in the morning on a Thursday <laughs> um, and I found out one of my friends was listening to the radio show because she texted me and was like you're going to Boston um so um yes and then Smash Ivy Lynn sings Breakaway at the most random you know what listen she sings it in like a little angel costume and it's weird um you know what this is a better use of the song it is a better use of the song but it's not good so what i always thought was protagonist of smash karen cartwright small town girl looking for broadway dreams protagonist of glee rachel berry small town girl looking for broadway dreams 
why would they not give breakaway to these leads? But then I was like thinking, and I was watching this episode, and I was thinking, Rachel does not deserve breakaway. Also, Kelly Clarkson deserves better. She deserves better people to sing her songs in better contexts. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Give it to Blaine, give it to Tina, give it to Artie. You know, this was, I liked the cover. It is a good cover. Um, yeah. Uh, so that happens. Um, that's Tardy. That storyline sucked. Um, it was just like another reason to believe Tina, I felt like. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, Kurt. Going to New York. Kurt is nervous that Elliot wants to steal the front man position. Did you listen band. to the recap? The recap of the episode literally said, Kurt's afraid the star child's going to take the spotlight. And I was like, but that literally wasn't a problem anymore, right? Like he decided that he was going to bring in yeah. star child and like, just make it work. Like it. Apparently it's a not thing after seeing what like an interview and the the random text <laughs> okay like also they got put in the village in the voice newspaper? what was that they got put in the village voice which is like a pretty significant publication <laughs> yeah and i'm like why the fuck is this madonna or whatever cover band that they are named pamela lansbury in the village voice they weren't it was only star child oh i thought it was like a review of their show though no, they were interviewing Star Child, Star Kid, Star Child, Star Child. Yes. Why didn't they interview Kurt? No, I don't it was, know. It was after performance because he said that like he, the Kurt said that he like reached out to the Village Voice, got them in it, and because like Star Child's like, yeah, I'm on a high. I'm so excited for my band. Like that was the quote. You know, I don't know, but, but like, why wasn't Kurt in the article? Maybe he was, and he was just fixating. You know what? That's probably it. I wish Blaine would have said something. He was like, yeah, but you're in the article too. And he'd be like, yeah, but all they put me in there was says, yeah, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> you know, but there that does beg the question. If I was watching this band that had Adam Lambert, Demi Lovato, who sang Skyscraper to a Ghost. Um, who was not in this episode. Not in this episode. And apparently couldn't be called to have a, a fun time with Car Child. Naya Rivera. Leah Michelle. This band. And you're telling me Chris Colfer is the front man? I would be That's like- That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Like the Village Voice person <laughs> is absolutely right. Like they picked the person who clearly has the star power- and it's the guy who has star in his fucking name <laughs> um so you know blaine instead of being like don't be weird it's just like you know keep your friends close to your enemies weird. closer <laughs> but like, blaine I'm is a weirdo weird. we saw him sing to those puppets you know um, yeah but then but then kurt's like i'm gonna be weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so he invites star child over for like cucumber sandwiches again most homosexual plot in Glee. Um, yeah, because because Santana and Rachel are like, I can't. And we'll get to whatever those reasons are, which are one of them is very valid. Um so uh 
they're talking and Kurt's like being weird. Um, I don't remember. Is he like, is he like, like imagining what, like, so he asks a question and he gets like an answer that's like, clearly Kurt is right in his thinking where he's like, where Starchild's like, oh yeah, no, I'm clearly the best. And then he's just like, wait, what? And he says something different. Like he's imagining those first yeah, answers, right? Yeah, I'm pretty right? sure that those are like definitely in his head. Yeah, they that was weird. It was weirdly shot. It, yeah, there's no definite like line to yeah. say this is reality and this is in yeah. his head. Um, You're still on there that gas leak. Yeah, they yeah. need to get that fixed um so yeah uh so then they're like he's like oh can you like teach me how to play guitar and he's like yeah let's play wonderwall um and then he's like uh you need like a machine that's your own and i'm like or an instrument not a machine and i'm like (laughs) for like a few chords what and then so they go to a guitar store that is very obviously in la um, <laughs> yeah I was like that is like so much walking space like that does not occur in New York and uh they're like don't touch the whatever's the axes and Kurt's like are these the axes and I'm assuming they're doing this it only became apparent to me afterwards because like the guy is kind of like giving them attitude the guy who works at the shop and then <laughs> Adam Lambert's character is just like, hey, dude, who's playing this guitar? Um, do you know X song? And they start playing it and they sing. And then afterwards, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you guys are cool. I'll show you some guitars. And I'm like, what a way to shoehorn a number. Yeah. And I think it's, I believe, anything called Love. Yeah. Great song great cover I was into it I sang along it was fun I was having a good time watching the difference between Kurt and yeah and, um star child it Some was fascinating interesting visuals um <laughs> Adam Lambert rocking it with those vocals yeah Chris Colfer interesting integration of his voice into the song it wasn't awful but it wasn't like amazing it was okay yeah it's definitely not a number i would have picked for him no, no. they and clearly they... picked it for adam Lambert. yeah, yeah. and chris <laughs> call forgotten the suit he's like this is what i have to sing like my voice only goes so low and i can't in my voice gravel but you know he did his best and it, it was yeah. fun and he got to do some pole dancing so he did that was uh, that was kind of funny um, and then they're like they're on the thing and it's spinning and there's like them and then the two guitarists and they're all like jamming. It it was it was fun. Uh, so yeah, and so then they're yeah showing guitars and then uh, Kurt is like inviting him to more shit or whatever. Like oh we should do this we should do that. And Elliot is like okay I know what you're doing. You know you're being fake. Why can't why can't we just like talk it out like be real. And be adults. Like, be adults. That's really what he should have said. And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not trying to take your band. I'm just really excited about it." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally is just like, "I know that like you think I'm trying to like steal the spotlight, but like it's your band. You started it. I just I'm so glad to be with all these cool, talented people, and I am also one of them." You know, it was a very mature conversation. 
Yeah, I do get why Kurt would think someone's trying to steal the spotlight considering the people he went to high school with. That's true. That's true. Although, I think a better, his trauma. a better argument for Star Child would have been, I'm not trying to steal the spotlight. If I wanted to have a spotlight, I would just make my own band because it would be so much more popular than yours in about two seconds. Charming. But he didn't want to hurt Kurt's feelings. But it's he's a better argument. This, <laughs> he's using this band temporarily so you can be like, oh, okay, like, this is what I shouldn't do. I'm going to go is, and do yeah, all the things this is, the opposite way. I'm going to use you to break out and then create my own thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he's looking at the sheet music, a slowed down version of what it feels like for a girl. Mm, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah. So, so that happened. Let's get to the real uh, meat and potatoes of this hellscape. Um, <sighs> you keep calling it a hellscape. Really? This, 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 this is literally the best storyline of the entire episode. No. Yes. I wanted to watch two terrorists interact. I would watch politics. <laughs> Not good. I, I don't know. I thought, I thought the drama was interesting. So did I. They suck. I don't want to watch a show about people that just plainly suck. This is one of the only storylines in Glee that have two women competing against each other without a man in it. Yeah, you can That's pass true. the Bechdel test and still suck. Yeah, but I don't think it sucks. I, I think don't it, either. We, we think it's pretty it's okay. Legitimately, I think that Mercedes and Rachel were competing for Maria. It was not about a man. Season yeah, three. but this is I think higher stakes for this is the stakes is because like so like TLDR obviously we'll get into it but like Rachel and Santana are kind of competing well not really competing like they are but they're not that's the thing is kind of like Mm -hmm. it's being made into a competition by Rachel and Santana as well Santana had a good point. It's like, why? She had a good point, but she could have been like, I'm not doing this. But she's like, you know what? You're short. You're awful. You know? Yeah, no, she definitely gets dirty. But like, but I don't think, think, okay. I don't think two characters who definitely have it in them to go that far. Like, I didn't think any of this was off off the rails for either yeah, of them. I didn't so <laughs> I was enjoying watching it because I was like, yeah, I think these two characters would do this. Mm-hmm. just I because agree. you don't like the characters doesn't mean it's a bad but they're story supposed line. to fucking grow it's been five fucking seasons of this fucking shit yeah but they didn't <laughs> this is the first time we're seeing anything like this no that's what the whole fucking show has been who's getting the fucking solo i think because of the stakes it's more interesting because it's not high school stuff which is like that's not going to go anywhere. This could go somewhere for both of them. And I think mm-hmm. the stakes are really interesting. Yeah. I watched Smash. This is Smash Energy. This has Uma Thurman, Alice Energy. <laughs> it does. It does have Smash Energy. This is better than Smash. Yeah. It's just. I think it was. This episode was written by a man. It wasn't John Knox, unfortunately, even though it feels like it. Um, it. It's like these characters just hate each other. Um, they said they were friends, 
but the they can't share they can't share the spotlight with each other even in a situation where one clearly is in a situation where they have more spotlight you know so these people are so petty they're so small-minded yeah that they can only scream at each other and compete with each other and that's what this writer thinks women are like because that's what tina did this episode too yeah i can see that that's how kitty treats marley Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about the thing that Kitty says. So um, in the in the um, in that storyline, Kitty literally says, um, like Artie's like, yeah, they're gonna have to like open the gates for you at, at Brown or whatever. And Kitty's like, they're gonna have to open them really wide. And I'm like, are you trying to give someone else an eating disorder by insinuating that they're fat? I remember that line. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh yeah, Kitty, did you not learn the first time? It's just like. Through the whole tenure of Glee, the only positive female relationship is Marley and Unique. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, so watching this in a show that had characters with like nuances and stuff, like, yeah, I could get behind this storyline. Like, I do get what you're saying that there's good drama. But to me watching it, it's just like, this is how this writer and this show thinks all women are like they can't yeah. share you know and like they're just like petty and awful and these characters can't grow you know but you why know? is this the storyline that you're so gung-ho about because usually you guys just hate everything so i don't have to advocate for why welcome welcome <laughs> to our world <laughs> <laughs> so like this is me you're saying this is good and i have to be like no this is sucks this is just like Kitty shrinking Marley's costumes to make her puke. Yeah, but again, I think the thing that, like, I'm not denying any of that. I think that also, like, they're still basically children in more adult bodies. And I think it's the stakes that really gets it for me, that it's interesting that Rachel will still be this way. And it's probably because, you know, she's not ready for that kind of spotlight. She's not ready that responsibility because she's going to be a brat about it um and santana she doesn't really grow either because they're just they're stuck in their old ways but i i think it's the stakes that's interesting to me i'm not going to deny anything you said it's just this it's interesting that it's in a real world situation they're adults and they're still the same way um this actually matters to people's lives. The other stuff was less, lower stakes. Mm -hmm. Especially high stakes for Santana, especially for her. Yeah, she cannot outlive that uh, used to stack commercial. And that just made me really sad for all those people who do those kinds of commercials. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, you know that probably happens to them in real life. Like the state farm guy, what's his name? Justin. I well, just that, thought like I mean not Jake. only that but that's the only thing she's Jake? booked so she's waiting tables now like she needs money yeah and this is a, it is it's a good opportunity for her it's it's a okay let's you know let's start let's talk about actors unions let's talk about the fact that these two girls could not walk off the fucking street yeah. and get a lead part on Broadway yeah, let's talk about that. Also, let's quickly, I mean, before we even, guess we're not even going through it step by step because listen, that girl that first comes on to audition for this understudy, 
cannot hold a tune to save her life. And I was like, this bitch would not be on the stage right now in no. front of Peter Facinelli. She would not have her equity card. She wouldn't have an agent sending her, her out her headshots. No, especially if, like if this was like some like small little like workshop thing that was happening way, way, way off Broadway in Boston, <laughs> that would be different. But like, this is literally a straight to Broadway show from what I understand, this would not be happening. <laughs> and understudies on Broadway come from the ensemble. Yeah, that's yeah. also a thing. I was like, why would you just be auditioning the understudy? You would be doing it from the other people who are already in the show. Yeah. So Santana wouldn't even qualify. Yes. Mm -hmm. Unless like she sang all of this at the diner and Peter, Fa Peter Facinelli was like hanging out, eating a club sandwich and saw Santana. Also like, why didn't he see Santana when they sang with Rachel like earlier at the diner because Rachel was taking up so much of the spotlight <laughs> I guess. apparently yeah or also it's probably super distracting to be having that happen at a diner yeah um so let's delve more into the reason why Hillary didn't win the presidency um this episode <laughs> um so uh Santana and Rachel are talking at the diner and Santana's feeling down and Rachel's actually kind of being a good friend. She's like, no, like you'll make it, you know, it just takes time. It's like, easy for you to say. And she's like, you know, I'm supposed to be on the cover of New York magazine and they're going to have these models, but I think I could bring you in you could just do it. Um, oh, ugly. And then, uh, so they're there. Uh, Rachel's wearing something. Um, and then uh, there are these models and Santana's watching. She's imagining herself in the shoot. And yeah, that one was another like weird thing. Cause I couldn't tell like, oh, they're singing Brave and they're doing the shoot and like Santana's in the shoot. Okay, like this is her in the shoot. Yeah, it took me a but while. Then at the end it's like, like, oh, she's not in the shoot yet. And I'm like, then why the fuck did I watch this? Yeah, it made no mm -hmm. sense. Um, and they uh, sing Sarah Brails is Brave, I uh, guess, okay. It's a choice. <laughs> I mean, the I, cover was fine. I don't understand why they sing it. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, in what so, well, way do you need courage to be on a, a photo shoot? Well, I think it's, I'm giving the show too much credit, but I think there's something to the like, Rachel being like, yeah, I know you can make it. You have to go after it. That kind of yeah. thing. I think maybe there's that energy. But also I think they just really, there was also some interesting energy with like, say what you want to say. And I'm like, oh, there's tension between Rachel and Santana here. And this song is saying that. But then I was like, I don't, I don't think the show meant to do that. Do you remember the SNL skit where they would be like, you know, it's time you say what you need to say. And people would be like, do you want to split this cookie? And be like, She'd be like, okay. And then it would start saying, say what you want to say. And then she'd be like, you know what? I want the whole thing. <laughs> or like, you're just yes. doing your hair in the bathroom and I can't poop while you're in here. It was, <laughs> um, so if you think of that, um, and I, there was a TikTok I saw the other day that was like, Sarbrellis girl, I know I'm letting you down. No, you want me to be brave, but I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. And I posted it to our social media with the caption, Santana in front of me during that photo shoot. So 
sorry i'm listening to what i think is thunder happening outside or it could have just been like a truck with the trailer going down the road i don't know florida <laughs> yeah anyway um so yeah the photo shoot happened um she's wearing her fucking wig rachel is and yep. i'm like this is whatever i guess also she's wearing like a see-through uh jumper and i was like this is an interesting look that's all i have to say about oh, that see-through yeah i did not notice that yeah mm-hmm. i was just like kind of focusing on the fact that she was in a jumper and everyone else was in a dress <laughs> yeah it was it was weird i that did not know this it makes no sense you it doesn't like, Nana magazine being like what like why would why would she if she's gonna be on the cover of new york magazine why wouldn't she be there alone or with her co-star in the show who knows bam bam um so okay um so then they're auditioning understudies and rachel is like i don't need an understudy i'll never miss a show and i'm like why do you not understand this like very basic aspect of theater yeah that was one thing where i was like uh everyone has an understudy i think another thing that fueled me through this whole sequence or through this whole storyline was that i kind of wanted rachel to get fired because she's being so unprofessional literally the fact that she's like, I have to go see my understudy getting auditioned, which I'm like, okay, I can understand. Like you maybe want to see who you're working with, but that's not her point. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she makes a valid point that like, she has some sort of obligation to do something for the show. She has to do that over the stupid band practice. Like I'm just going to say I was waiting for Rachel to realize that she was wrong and she never does. Yeah that um and i thought that's an interesting choice to end on because now yep. i'm kind of interested i'm like where's she gonna live well oh, her, God, I her, her, her go live with parents were already paying for her apartment yeah and so, santana's been painted on her own i know and i'm like oh how are they gonna afford rent now like i'm very concerned for santana and kurt, kurt yeah um yeah but anyway so also yeah, she's, she's like i'm never gonna get sick i'm gonna wear a mask like chinese she, people do. and she's like i'm gonna wear that surgical oh, mask no. and i said triggered and then i said excuse me it's called an n95 thank you very much <laughs> she didn't even know remember when she wore a mask back i was just talking with will and it, yeah. it was like it was like this because you can't hold people and she was like mask. moving it around i'm like girl you don't know how to wear a mask <laughs> no um, um so hindsight. yeah she's literally saying this to the director and he's like and he's literally like this is a normal thing and she's like no no and i'm like you should get fired right then and there um yeah because like what if you want to take a break eight shows a week is a lot that's the i think that's like one of the main perks of having an understudy is that like you can't be singing that much all the time because then your voice is going to get hurt like you're going to get some sort of vocal injury and then there you go. There goes your whole career because you didn't take a break and rest your voice. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, she's being so childish, but there was something so interesting about the fact that she was being this way in front of the director in like a professional job. I'm like, I was waiting for consequences, but they never yes. happened. Yes. 
Gotta wait another season. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then she's like, no one can sing in this town. Well, because uh, the person that comes on, she's literally like so off key that like, I don't even think it's an actual note or anywhere yeah, near one. I'm like, this isn't American Idol. You can't just walk up the street and audition for Broadway. Um, yeah, it's. <sighs> so then Santana comes in. Well, she comes in Sing in a it. very Rachel because so <laughs> Peter Facinelli, the director, don't remember what his name is in the show. Um, he calls in Santana Lopez, and Rachel's like, "What?" And then, like the I think maybe like the lights go up or like the music comes on, and they're like looking around, and she comes out the back like, like Rachel, Rachel did. did in sectional season one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Now, Santana definitely knew what she was doing. Yes, she was rubbing it in Rachel's face. I still thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I just did. I mean, yeah, it's something Santana would do. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, <laughs> this cover was great. I think it's better than Leah Michelle's. Um the key change the the orchestration was different it was more poppy yes Mm -hmm. but the runs i literally i said it out loud i was like this when she was finishing the song and then i literally (laughs) said praise jesus (laughs) like i felt like i had been taken to church it was so good the ending of the song was really good like really really good um (laughs) rachel was just dumbfounded she was like no and then, uh, so then he's like, she, he's like, oh, where have you been? She's like, yeah, me and Rachel are roommates. We went to high school together. We're in the same glee club. He's like, the same high school produced these two talents? And, and this is another interesting thing that's like, oh, I didn't really even think about that. But he's seeing that as like an interesting ploy for promoting the show. Mm-hmm. Which and is I was incredibly like, unrealistic. You don't promo a show's understudy. <laughs> you know but maybe you do in this universe because apparently people get mad when they go to a show and it's not the headlining actor which i, I mean, think sucks i think that sucks that's i do i agree um, i agree I, so I would be just happy to see the show i would be kind of bummed but i'll be like i saw the show yeah like unless you're lin-manuel miranda who had like I think it was with the Ancient Ramos. I don't remember who, but there's this guy. It was the same guy as In the Heights and in Hamilton, who, unlike Lynn Marmore, Martin, would only do seven shows a week. Um, and this other guy would do the eighth show. So it was like if you went to that time, you knew you were seeing that guy. Yeah. So, like, unless you're doing some kind of split casting, you wouldn't mm-hmm. promo the understudy. Right. Um, that made no sense. Um, so then Rachel's mad at her. Um, they're talking. I think Kurt's there. Yeah. Um, and she's like, how how do you didn't tell me? And Santa's like, you'd be mad at me. So you're, I just go for it. And then we get this. Yeah. This conversation she took it. the. Uh, uh, Ask forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, an interesting choice. I understand it. Yeah, I get it. Because Rachel would have tried to talk her out of it or like. I don't know, like, God forbid, well, seeing Rachel's behavior, she probably would have been like, oh, yeah, so Santana, she's next, and she's, like, 
and she would have been like shit talking her to the yeah. director she was maybe so sent it's her like, to a crack house yeah <laughs> there you go she's like okay well here's actually where we're going to be practicing today and she's like this is in lima <laughs> <laughs> it's the same crack house <laughs> and this time it's active um yeah so like interesting choice i totally agreed with it um but yeah i think santana knew what she was doing the exact way that she did it because also we've talked about how you probably shouldn't uh audition for a specific part with like the iconic song from that musical because that just kind of looks tacky and yet santana did that but it pays off confusion Um, so then rachel pulls the racist stick out of kitty's butt and she's like (laughs) santana fanny bryce was a new york jew rachel were you are you a new york jew no leah michelle uh weren't you raised catholic um and then uh she's like so if you become fanny bryce that means i would need to be like the queen of the puerto rican whatever she says yeah i'm like is is santana puerto rican well also she also says earlier when they're in the diner so uh santana experiences that really racist woman who's like um por favor mi huevos and she's like i are you talking to me she's like i was i'm from ohio she's like i didn't realize they had mexicans in ohio there were mexicans a lot of places woman seriously chill out but anyway then rachel's like oh i thought you were gonna go all lima heights adjacent on her and santana's like this is my job <laughs> <laughs> like this it's so interesting because rachel sees santana in a very racist light yeah because mm-hmm. she's literally like oh santana would go lima heights adjacent quote unquote yeah in high school but like this is her job she needs the money and rachel still sees her the exact same way and but so then that also comes out that in this comes too out. at the end in- of the day santana is a shitty garbage person who i would never want to know I think people like Santana more because Naira Rivera is incredibly talented. She's funny. Rachel and they is liked, funny often. They like Santana with Britney. I don't think they like Santana. I am speaking for literally all people right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think that's kind of the trend is that people are probably more inclined to like the Sydney, whatever their ship name is, yeah, uh, version of Santana. Like, and the fact that she's the representation of a queer woman of color on TV. Yeah. And Tama, that was especially rare. But, like, I mean, I'll be the first person to admit that, like, she's a shitty person. And I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Um, But so is Rachel, and they're just shitty together. So it's interesting that they're, like, they seem like they're kind of becoming friends at the beginning of the episode. Like, they have some genuine back and forth. Yeah, because Santana's, like... And then that totally turns, and I was, like, wow. Yeah, women can be friends. (laughs) If I learned anything from Glee and Protestant reformer John Knox, is that women can't be friends. Yeah, I mean the show definitely gets gives off those those tones for sure, and especially with this. But also, I think like these characters have history that they then go into where Santana's literally like, "Listen, the reason you have all your ambition is because of me and all the other people who treated you like shit." And I'm like, Santana, that's really rude to say. Some of that may be true. 
but Rachel but is also always obsessed, she but. doesn't she doesn't owe you a thank you yeah. yeah and she also because earlier she's like you know Quinn and Britt just kind of hated you or no I was the real one that hated you and I made Quinn basically and like Britt. brainwash yeah which then, I don't believe because I think Quinn also hated Rachel yeah um and then because then like there's also a line like oh I hope if the roles were reversed I would be as kind or whatever um wait who says that I think Santana says that to Rachel she says something like that I don't remember yeah. what it was but then but I think I remember thinking no I don't think yeah. it would be because they're both really selfish mm-hmm. and, well, and that's the thing it, like were all of these kind little kindnesses at the beginning are we supposed to think that they're real or are we supposed to think that they were faking it the whole time I don't know. I think, I'm very unsure about that. I think they're they were actually growing towards a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show said no, no. Uh, and then Rachel, because when Rachel later says like we were never friends, Kurt's like, oh no, because it's it. She's protecting. She's building a wall. She's protecting herself. That was all right. fake, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, it's like uh, in Community, I never thought you were cool. I only thought you were a lesbian. Um, yeah. Uh, so when Britta thinks she's so cool because she swims with that lesbian girl, and then it turns out they're both straight, and they both thought the other one was lesbian. Um, yeah. Uh, uh. So, okay, where are we? So, so she's mad, she's yelling, and Satana's like, yeah, we fueled your ambition, and you just think you're better than us, but you know, with the, I didn't have all your dance lessons, I didn't have all your voice lessons, I'm better than you, and you can't handle that. Um, Rachel does have a good point where she's like, you think she'll be content just to be an understudy? She'll poison me or something to take the role, and I'm like, Santana did give Finn and Quinn mono one time just for fun. She yes. would do that. So Here's the thing that I think is tricky about that because I think what to me what this is is it's Rachel's trauma from being in high school with Santana making her really paranoid about her being her understudy that Santana would do something like this. Yeah. But I think if Rachel had been gracious about it and was like, okay, you know what? Like, yes, you should be my understudy or like offered her say, hey, you should come to the audition or whatever. Yeah that Santana wouldn't do that because she shows in the first episode or in the first part of the episode that like she's taking this diner job seriously like she's gonna take a Broadway job very seriously so I think like it's it's like trauma it's like Rachel's trauma really making her paranoid and that's totally valid like they're both right and they're both wrong yeah I do think that is a good aspect of this storyline and that there's no one right person and that's like strange for Glee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Somewhat like complex and nuanced. And I was like, what is happening? Because she's like, because the thing is, because she's like, you think she's just some babe in the woods content to take the crumbs off my stardom. Oh, that was the most disgusting thing I have ever heard. Ooh. Like she's literally being a brat. Yeah. And she's like, this is a dream come true. and You're ruining it. Um. Of the two, like, Santana was being a terrible person, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. But 
I just like Rachel was so insufferable. Yeah. Rachel's the one that brought it to that level. If Rachel had just been like, you know what? Good for you. Like, yeah, that we'll do this together. I don't think Santana would have done that. I think you're right. I think uh, Rachel just sucking. Yeah. She, she's, (laughs) she doesn't know how to handle the situation. And then Santana meets her at that level of like petty. Yeah, exactly. And she says some pretty terrible things, but none of it's like, I've I've heard all of that before. You know what I mean? Like I've witnessed this in real life. It's hurtful stuff, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, that's all it is. It's not like, like Rachel is threatening Santana's ability to actually become something and make something of herself. And Santana's just like, you're short. Yeah, like, it, like she literally reverts back to high school Santana. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're short, you're awful, everyone hates you. Um, you just can't say something not as good as you. Um, not yeah. nice, but also pretty tame. I oh. I think that- <laughs> The queen of slime, the queen of filth, the queen I, of putrescence. <laughs> I think I can't, like, like I could not handle Rachel, but Rachel I could handle. Rachel's clearly become because she says early in the episode, she's like, it's just so hard being a star. Oh and I think yeah. That's she puts the, the thing glasses that's on. Ugh. I think that's what sets Santana off. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna follow you. I'm going to go into that audition for the understudy that shouldn't technically exist. And I'm going to do exactly something that you did. Like, I feel like that's something Santana would do to like, yeah. just to stick it to Rachel. But then she also like gets this awesome role out of it. So yeah. I just think that like Rachel is not taking her role very seriously because she's not equipped for it emotionally and she's just like she's being a brat and Santana Santana's working really hard like she's paying her own rent and now I'm assuming Rachel's also paying her own rent with whatever Broadway money she might be getting but like I don't know I feel like Santana is probably like really pissed that like Rachel gets everything that she wants yeah and now she's like treating it with such frivolity because she's literally just like it's so hard being a star and it's like Santana's like listen I'm going to these Neata classes because I didn't get into Neata because I never applied I am working at this diner I don't have a Broadway job I get people who are afraid to take toast from me at the diner because I was in a yeast stack commercial so like she's got a lot of things that Rachel isn't dealing with and has never dealt with and that's, I mean, that's got to set Santana off. Yeah. So I think. But it's just, I hate that they are such terrible friends at the end of the day. Like Rachel can't be like, yeah, you know what, Santana, I'm happy for you. And then have a conversation with Kurt and be like, you know, what? I am kind of scared because of all the stuff that happened in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like she can't handle it in a more mature way. You know, we can't, Santana yeah. can't be like, you know what? I'm auditioning for Broadway for this funny girl role. Like. I'm doing it whether you want to or not, but, you know, please support me. You know, like- <laughs> the adult version of this conversation would have gone like, Rachel would have been like, 
like, I don't trust you because I feel like you're going to do something. And Santana should be like, listen, I take my job at the diner very seriously. I'm going to take this even more seriously because this could be my big break. Yeah. And then Rachel could be like, okay, I understand that. But that's, that's the conversation solved. Guys. I know. <laughs> not make a but TV like show. if we were gonna have like the the mature conversation, that's how it should have gone. But these characters are not like that, unfortunately. Because we have to have the 25th hundred woman slap in this show. Yeah, that one sounded like it hurt too. Yeah, Rachel just flips around and slaps Santana and she's like, What was it? What, that that was at the point Santana called her short and something awful, awful and Something. something else yeah um, <laughs> i don't remember so rachel turns around and slaps her um i don't think that any of the things that she said really deserve a slap i no. think that was a physical is it the first time is... rachel has slapped someone yeah. he was slapped by quinn she quinn so rachel santana finally got to do it yeah rachel had been holding all that in and getting called short is really what set her off you know like, she's just I think thinking like, of her dead boyfriend who Santana always calls fat like There's imagine that, that too. tension you know like they have a lot of history together and Rachel's yeah. like we've been pretending to be friends since graduation I'm like you've been pretending to be friends since you both sang so emotional in the Whitney Houston episode and Rachel mm-hmm. gave you that picture to put in your locker um but okay close enough um <laughs> and then uh yeah, so it's it is sad that like they have all this history, but because so much of it has been bad, it is poison it. And Rachel calls Kurt like because Kurt's trying to be like, "Hey, this doesn't need to happen," um, because he is a man. So yeah, because um, like <laughs> the room is split when Rachel's like, "I'm fucking leaving," and like the room is literally split. Santana's on one side, Rachel's on the other, and Kurt is sitting on like the kitchen counter, literally smack dab in the middle of them, trying to like. And they keep going back, like, see, he's siding with me. He's like, I'm not siding with anyone. I just want pizza. There, at one point, he literally gets in between the two of them. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he's no. going to get slapped Kurt. by both of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt, no. <laughs> um, so then, uh, so yeah, Rachel's like, I'm leaving. And, she- and then she does the worst. This was such a... It was both like really dumb in the moment, but then also I thought about like the real life Naya Rivera and Leah Michelle. But like Rachel literally like she hugs Kurt and she goes like toward the door where Santana is and she like it looks like for a second like she's thinking about hugging her. So then she like goes around her, grabs the picture of them, the, rips from the promotional it, graduation shots, rips <laughs> it in front of her holds that holds those little crumbs in her hands walks on the hallway and throws them in the air and walks away and it's like a slow motion thing and i was like but then i was like oh my god like this is leah michelle getting to like take out shit on naya rivera and like that's awful <laughs> like poor naya rivera oh wow kelly clarkson's breakaway price i don't yes. know what it is about rachel i mean i know what it is because <laughs> she's awful <laughs> but she, she's an too many things to count but like i just cannot she was tolerable before, but in this episode, I'm just like, I I could never be her friend. I could mm-hmm. never pretend to be her friend. I could never, like Santana, at least I could be in the same room with, you know? 
Not Rachel. I'd probably get in a fight with Santana. Would you get in a fight with Rachel? Yes. Probably. <laughs> because if people are being mean to like my friends, like I remember I actually in a class one time people were like yelling at each other and this was in college and I like was like holding them back. Um, yeah, I usually like if people like, I can take a lot of shit myself, but if people are like attacking my friends, I'd just be like, you know what, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, stop. You know. I so, think like yeah Santana I I cannot tolerate the moment she started calling people fat I'd be like that's not appropriate Mr. Shoe Mr. Shoe (laughs) Mr. Shoe Mr. Shoe (laughs) Mr. Shoe are you drunk (laughs) yeah I'd go to Sue and be like can we have a new Glee Club teacher and she'd be like absolutely (laughs) (laughs) I need you to sign I need you to sign this paper that says that you legally want him removed for all of these reasons and it's like like fraud uh <laughs> shitty hair bringing time. candles to school stuff like that not being uh, able to speak spanish even though he's the spanish teacher not knowing anything about history even though now he's the history teacher yeah um we forgot to mention um we've got to rush th- we've we've like been like savoring every moment of the storyline yet also rushing it um because there is the scene where they're at the theater and Santana is in the dressing room and Rachel's like what are you doing she's like I'm putting on makeup on and she's like the cast has a bathroom upstairs this is for the star and yeah she's being a brat but the door says Rachel Berry like it is and Santana's doing it to instigate yeah Mm -hmm. and the guy is like hey we're promoting because Rachel's like I can't work with her and he's like no we're promoting you guys as the two high school friends who made it to Broadway just like that article that mentioned Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein as best friends that made it to Broadway without referencing their rich parents um so you would not promote an understudy I've said it before um so then he's like you need to know every move so (laughs) I guess if you were going to use every breath you take in Glee this is how you do it. <laughs> it's, it's got so many meanings. Like I'm watching you. Santana is watching Rachel so she can like learn what she's supposed to do and like match it. And then Rachel's watching Santana because she's paranoid. They're watching the each weirdest, other. Weirdest use of this song ever. I no. was very intrigued. I like wanted to know Alyssa's thoughts because you always talk about this as a stalker song. It is. Yeah, and it is. A what? A stalker it's song. It's a stalker song. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck is a soccer song? Stalker. (laughs) Stalker. I was like, red flag, yellow flag, what? Uh, So Um, like, if they used it in a love scene or whatever, I could just see Alyssa being like, ah. So I was like, I want to know how Alyssa feels about the use in this. Um, I think it was not a good song choice for this particular. uh, They they worked back animosity. Yeah, it was it was a weird song choice for this sort of uh, interaction between yeah. Santana and Rachel. I think I don't know what I would put there instead. I'd what probably... is this feeling so sudden and new? Um, I felt the moment I laid eyes on you. Wicked. What? 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 No. Loathing from Wicked. No. I don't. Um, well, I don't know. If they were ever gonna use this song. I think it would have to be for a stalker scene. Yeah, I it's mean, Ryder. it's really logical. It's Ryder making that Instagram post after his date with Marley. 
I'll be watching you. He's like singing it in the Glee classroom, and everyone's like looking around, like Marley, blink if you need help. <laughs> and Brian Marley's like, I finally quit. I quit. I'm gone. This I'm going is to finally it. <laughs> oh my god, what if she did? She's like, I'm transferring, and then Blaine's like, Listen, I know a little school. They don't typically accept girls, but here you go. Um, some barley content. Um. So <laughs> barley content. So yeah. So then it, Rachel packs a bunch of bags, but leaves with one. Um, and she drifts up the picture of Santana. Um, and, and she hugs Kurt though, which I thought was weird because I thought her her friendship with Kurt also evaporated because she was like, "You sided with Santana," but then they hug. So I was confused. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so she moving out, as they would say a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So that was that. Um, I think that's it. everything, um, right? Yeah. No Sue storyline, no Will. I don't think there's anything else in here. Mm-mm. Oh, well... There's one little thing that we forgot to talk about in the curtains, the car child scene or uh, uh, storyline is that they take like a selfie together and Star Child plants a little cheek kiss and Becky like accosts Blaine in the hallway. It's like, like, gay Blaine, like your boyfriend or fiance or whoever he is to you now is getting some. And I don't know if that's supposed to go somewhere eventually, or if it's literally just Blaine's like, okay, thanks, Becky. Bye. Yeah, it was really weird. Well, I mean, his reaction was basically, yeah, thanks, Becky. We're definitely, we're, we're good. We're He's still together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no I drama. don't know what the point of that was. You know, he does not look like a lighthouse. So He's not hot to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blaine's <laughs> like, I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Yeah. No uh, large lights. He's not by an ocean. He's fine. He's fine. Uh, I need to contact the person who made that meme. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's the end of Frenemies. Happy Women's History Month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. That's what uh, Rosa Parks would have wanted. This mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. yeah. That's what she said on that bus. This part. is what Gloria Steinem has worked her whole life for. Yeah. This episode of Glee to have aired years ago. Elwood's wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's what whenever whenever he would want to see Harvard when I we lived in Boston, I'd like take them there and be like, okay, here's Harvard. Elwood's <laughs> Elwood's went here. She wore a, a a dark green skirt suit and was like, what? Like it's hard in this exact hallway. Um <laughs> I think the only time I went to Harvard was because my dad wanted to go to the Natural History Museum that was over there, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I went there. It was cool. I think I saw the gate of Harvard. Yeah. I walked around and hung out with my friend and her now ex-boyfriend, who was, like, explaining that the new Beauty and the Beast was good because it dealt with all those, like, weird internet BuzzFeed kind of list plot holes. Um... 
And I remember being like, at the okay, so if that's true, then at the cost of it being a good film, yeah. And I was like, oh, he kind of sucks. It took me five watches so. to get through it. I watched it in like 10, 15 minute increments because I could not sit through it. Um, Cordova Street should have been in it because he and Emma Watson dated as wow. the beast. Didn't she go to Brown? I think, uh, he should have play Sam but in Beauty <laughs> okay got it he's like in the village and he's like guys like why are we like bullying this girl um like why are we attacking this beast and then he's like seeing Copacabana oh, God. Yeah. Uh, okay so for, okay Tina time it's Tina time 22 I know about you but I'm feeling Tina content I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty low bar for content. She did have a lot of lines, though. <laughs> okay, but, but let's let's think about this. Like, as a, as one of the major storylines, is that still considered a lot of lines for like a major storyline, or that's just like a lot of lines for her? I think that is actually like the normal amount of lines. Yeah, because if you if you just buy so a major storyline, the sixty page script approximately divided by three. This had three storylines. Yeah, and then what? So that's twenty, right? Twenty pages. Yeah, twenty pages per storyline. So one line a page, a one line a minute. Yeah, it's like average. Yeah. Plus is because I think we just hear other people's voices so much that I'm like, you know. Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, so let's talk about why the worst character in this episode was Rachel. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have that as LVP. <laughs> yeah. LVP. And again, we know, like, I'm not a Santana stan, but like, it's like, it's a tight race, but Rachel's worse. Yeah, I mean, I think Rachel instigated things early on in the episode. Yeah. She was super racist up front. And then Santana re- reacted negatively to that to get back at her. And then she brought things to an even pettier level. Um, so no one's a winner in this situation, I guess, except for Peter Facinelli, <laughs> the director. Yeah. Um He's literally Derek from Smash. Did He's he thriving off of this girl on girl fighting drama. Fighting, yeah. It's only a matter well, of time before he makes where him is, sing happy birthday in his shirt. Where is Rachel going to live? Is she just going to go move into her own apartment? Or is she going to go tell the director, like, hey, I had to move out of my apartment. And is he going to, like, invite her to live with him? And it's going to get weird? Please, God, no. Listen, no. I have had to watch Smash well, I didn't have to. I chose to. I watched Smash twice in my life. And that's just how I have been conditioned by these type of stories. So I'm hoping it's not going to happen. Not going to be happy if it does. Um, who is your favorite character, Hannah? I said Star Child for putting up with Kurt's weirdness and then also like talking him down in like a mature way. I thought yeah. that was well handled. And and I'll say like their story was kind of dumb. Like it was really pointless, but it was fun. Like there were some fun moments and uh, I'm happy that Adam Lambert gets 
you know, gets more lines than Tina does on average. Yeah. I'm going to also go with Star Child. Um, because in the episode of Pure Immaturity, he stands as a beacon of light. Like a lighthouse. Like a lighthouse. <gasps> he is a lighthouse! We're Blaine. <laughs> Blaine is shaking. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have to go with. I mean, Blaine was okay, but definitely Star Child, definitely Elliot. Mm-hmm. Blaine didn't do anything. He had something handed to him. What are you talking about? <laughs> he said we're all gonna sing a song together, and then when Becky accosted him, he responded calmly. Mm, okay. Yeah, but really, not a high bar. <laughs> this is Glee. Yeah, it's Glee. Most of these people yeah. have violated the Geneva Convention. <laughs> um so yeah star child was just like normal and just uh normal might be stretching it but like he's just trying to live his life yeah literally yeah mm-hmm. um he's like i'm not here for drama and we're like why are you in glee i'm not here to make friends um all right so musica can't wait to talk about these songs that i already forgot um we have whatever Tina and Artie say. Whenever I call you friend, brave, my loving, <laughs> you're never gonna get it. Don't rain on my parade. I believe in a thing called love. Every breath you take, breakaway, beautiful dreamer by Bad Girl Singer. Wait, there's oh, that that's right. many songs. Yeah, yeah. There's just that unmemorable. Wow. Okay. Can I can I look at the list? Yes. Thank you. Um, so I'm picking Santana's version of Don't Rain on My Parade. You have to go um, with your worst one first. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought we were all just gonna say it was the just Tina and Artie song. Okay, you, okay, <laughs> yeah, Santana's the, Don't Rain on My Parade is your favorite. Um, and then the Tina Artie song is just I, I fast forward through, I literally heard like the first three bars. I'm like, nope. Um, but then a close second for like being really good was I Believe in a Thing Called Love. I was singing along a little bopping. But um, yeah, no, I was taken to church by Santana, and I appreciate that because I don't go to church very often. Ever actually. Cut silent night. Well, because I'm afraid that I'm gonna catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right. I want to do some kind of meme for uh, the Christmas episode where it's like Glee not understanding how Christianity works, like Europe plunging itself into wars during the Protestant Reformation. Am I a joke to you? Or just some kind of like reference to that. A really multi-layered <laughs> meme that you can send to Derek, who is in that episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. Least favorite song, whenever I call you friend. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I have gone, no idea. Gone from my mind. Yeah. It's I have Tardy's blank space. Baby. And I don't know what your name. <laughs> Favorite song is I Believe in a Thing Called Love. I had a good time watching it. And I also really like Adam Lambert's voice. Yeah, that's why he got to be on Pretty Little Liars. Um, What? There's an episode of Pretty Pretty Little Liars where Adam Lambert plays himself on a Halloween themed train. What? (laughs) Okay. Um... Okay, so uh, worst song, whenever I call your friend, it's gone. 
whatever. Um, set, second place, Brave by Sarah Bareilles, who wrote the musical Waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost picked that too. It's in like my top three. Like those are honestly the only three songs that I was like, okay, yeah, I like this. Kelly Brand's Breakaway. No. Bring me off a piece of that Breakaway. No. Best song. It was the finale of my radio show. Um, and this shitty episode. I thought this was a terrible use of the song, but still better than Smash, uh, which yeah. <laughs> thesis of our podcast, if we go back to the first episode, it's better than Smash. Okay, so thanks for coming, everybody. Um, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> so uh, next week is Trio. It's going to be a doozy, guys. <laughs> Got lots of lots of people lined up. We so I'm not gonna name any names, but um, in the production of planning the episodes, we forgot that we are also a trio. So we invited a trio <laughs> to be our guest, and now there's gonna be six people on the podcast. So come for the craziness. Stay for the hot takes. Stay for the hot takes. Uh, I'm pretty sure none of these people have watched Glee. Um, so, <laughs> trio's happening. Uh, we're going to triage this trio, um, as the French would say. Uh, so, you know, you can well, find Glee on social media. Uh, well, apparently we have a post on uh, reddit.com slash r slash Glee. Um, but you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at GleebootPod. You can also find us on Tumblr, GleebootPod.tumblr.com. Follow me on Instagram at Colin Everafter. Follow me on Instagram at A.M.S.W.E.A.R.I.N.G.E.N. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for Trio. Yeah. Um, you know Chaos. what song they're covering? Jump in, jump in. Shh. Don't what? spoil it. I want. It's like be the beginning of the episode. I'm pretty sure. I should Don't probably. Spoil the beginning. Oh no! I shouldn't watch it now because I'm literally gonna forget it. Because we're not. Well, yeah, we're not we're recording not... Sunday. So it'll be the 27th. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah, no, I can't watch it yet. Alrighty. Bye. 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 Bye.